He is a local star, rap star. That is John Kehoe. And um, when I first met him, I thought he was nice. I thought he was alright. Rose is begging me to page John and so I finally do I page John and she asked me to ask John to come pick her up. John said he'll come to agree with that if she agrees to have sex both of John, us. John, at some point decided that he, he wasn't interested with Rose and tried to break it off. Rose wasn't keen on that idea. Rose, run on a wild side. She was independent, rebellious. I know it's gonna be very hard, very, very hard for them to get able to the case. I know the only way would be people get to start talking. I just wanna get away from him. After for that basically he kinda kept me hostage I mean he wouldn't let me out of his sight We put a lot of pressure on Bill Brown I mean we were talking to family members We were talking to friends We were talking to neighbors We were talking to all kinds of people When Bill Brown was sitting there in the office uh, we were hearing things that we had never heard before. It was an eye open. After listening to his whole story about what happened to Rose Larner, I literally went home and told my wife that I felt like I'd just met Satan. You know I almost stopped on the way home and went home into a church that I didn't belong to. It was the most unsettling thing that I've ever been through. Listen to that. We were able to determine that the remains were clearly human and in some cases they probably represented somebody who was a teenager or in their early 20s. People just don't find bone fragments in their house and it corroborated with the bone fragments that we found in northern Michigan at the site where Bill Brown's property where they took her and burned her remains. In this case, you know, I don't take the position that we didn't have a body. I think we did. We just had very small pieces of John Kehoe was gonna point the finger at him and say, well gee, I didn't do it. I was just there and he killed my girlfriend. He went nuts on coke and killed my girlfriend. We knew that was coming. His motive was the problems that Rose Larner was causing for him in the days and weeks prior to her disappearance. She was embarrassing and she smashed his truck. It was typical for Rose not to be intimidated by this guy, and to simply, get into arguments with him and call him names and not back down. That was Rose Larner and, and this I think was something new for John Kehoe, and it angered him, really angered him. I did him. say a prayer for her right afterwards. And I'm not a religious person, but I did pray for her soul and the night and many nights after that, that's about all the thought I put into it. All the other thought, was in saving my butt. I hope John Kehoe lives a long time in prison and I, I hope he thinks of Rose every day that he's in prison. I feel a person like that would rather die than to be in prison the rest of his life. So I feel that that's a just punishment, if he were to die, I hope it's brutal. The way I feel about it is that by convicting John Ortiz Kehoe I saved other people's lives, other young girls' lives. Because I feel that, it was his nature and that he enjoyed killing Rose Larner and that he would do it again. We the jury find the defendant, John Ortiz Kehoe, guilty of first degree <laughs> Hello, this is a prepaid debit call from John Kehoe, an inmate at the Michigan Department of Corrections, Muskegon Correctional Facility. From a 7 by 10 foot cell of a Michigan prison, I am John Ortiz Kehoe, and welcome to Creating a Cannibal. Creating a Cannibal is a podcast dedicated to exposing the truth behind the wrongful conviction that left me labeled as a monster and sent me to die in prison. Now, for the first time, 
You are about to hear the true story of what happened inside and outside of the courtroom. I'll reveal the names of witnesses who took the stand and tell you what they said. You'll find out who was actually involved and learn about the role they played in framing me for a crime I didn't commit. For 20 years, I was silenced by the concrete walls and razor wire that surrounds me. And for 20 years, the media ran with a one-sided version of this case, a version that is full of distorted evidence and outright lies. They gave you sensational headlines, but me, I'm giving you the truth. This is Creating a Cannibal, Episode 1, A Deal is Made. The open murder charge against John Ortiz Kehoe, stemmed from the death of Rosemary Larner, who was reported missing in December of 1993. Police regarded the case as unsolved, until April of 1996, when Bill Brown showed up at the Ingham County Prosecutor's Office with a grisly story to tell. As the main suspect in Ms. Larner's disappearance, Bill Brown had been interviewed by detectives numerous times. Fearing he would be caught soon, Bill Brown was now saying he lied to police all along and to save himself, he wanted to make a deal. Bill Brown accused John of killing Ms. Larner and offered to testify against him. In exchange for his cooperation, Bill Brown said he would plead guilty to accessory after the fact of murder, if he received a sentence of no more than one year in prison. 1996 was an election year, and Ingham County Prosecutor Donald Martin was fighting a losing battle for re-election. Realizing the potential political value of prosecuting the unsolved murder of a young woman, Ingham County Prosecutor Donald Martin agreed, to give Bill Brown the deal he wanted. Bill Brown told Ingham County Prosecutor Donald Martin, the crime occurred in Calhoun County. Therefore, Ingham County Prosecutor Donald Martin did not have jurisdiction to prosecute the case. Instead of turning the case over to the Calhoun County Prosecutor's Office, Donald Martin motioned the court to be assigned as a special prosecuting attorney in Calhoun County. Donald Martin intended on exploiting the case for his own personal political advantage. A warrant was issued for John's arrest, and Ingham County Prosecutor Donald Martin immediately scheduled a news conference. Donald Martin told reporters, the facts of this case are truly chilling, and he vowed to send John Ortiz Kehoe to prison for the rest of his life. The local media worked hand in glove with prosecutor Donald Martin, by portraying John as a violent drug dealer, who was selling massive amounts of marijuana throughout the state. Now, the media proposed, he had murdered a young woman and fled the country. While prosecutor Donald Martin was grandstanding for reporters, local, state and federal law enforcement agencies conducted, an international manhunt to track down and capture John Ortiz Kehoe. After five months on the run, John was arrested in Mexico, and flown back to Lansing, Michigan. Prosecutor Donald Martin and local media were positioned at the airport, waiting to cover John's arrival. John's return to Lansing, Michigan, was deliberately orchestrated by Donald Martin, allowing the prosecutor to take full advantage of an image of John, being hauled out of the airplane, shackled in chains. John was then transported by a police motorcade to the Calhoun County Jail, located 60 miles south of Lansing, Michigan. 
On September 18, 1996, a preliminary examination hearing was held, and Ingham County Prosecutor Donald Martin revealed his case, to a courtroom full of local news reporters. The state's sole eyewitness, Bill Brown, told a gruesome tale of sex, drugs, and murder. Bill Brown claimed, that John strangled Ms. Larner, slit her throat, and cut her into pieces, before burning her body to hide the evidence. No body no crime, Bill Brown said, when asked why the body was dismembered and burned. Bill Brown then shocked the packed courtroom, when he claimed that John engaged in cannibalism. John's lawyer, Jerome Sabota, called Bill Brown a liar and confronted him with his earlier statements to police, when Bill Brown pointed the finger at other men. Bill Brown admitted, that he blamed other people in order to keep the police from focusing their investigation on him. Bill Brown also admitted, that his confidence grew over years of police interviews, and he became very good at lying to them. Ultimately, the case against John Ortiz Quijo was allowed to proceed, and a trial date was scheduled for March of 1997. As a result of Bill Brown's sensational accusations, local media was stirred into a frenzy. Before a single juror was picked from the small Midwestern community, John was being called a psychotic cannibal on TV and in every local newspaper. Yet, no independent investigations were conducted by the media. Instead, news outlets published every word of Bill Brown's story, as though it was already proven to be true. However, none of the free media coverage helped Donald Martin to keep his job. In November of 1996, Donald Martin lost the election for Ingham County Prosecutor. When the Calhoun County Prosecutor's Office asked Donald Martin to continue his work, as Special Prosecuting Attorney for Calhoun County, Donald Martin declined their request, and stated that he no longer wanted anything to do with the case he built against John Ortiz Kehoe. The Calhoun County Prosecutor's Office was now stuck, with Ingham County's case and Bill Brown's story. To change course would be to admit, that Ingham County Prosecutor Donald Martin, had knowingly built a fraudulent case against John Ortiz Kehoe. Calhoun County Assistant Prosecutor John Kelsey, who was originally assigned to assist Donald Martin, had already told reporters the case was an Ingham County case, and Ingham County was best suited to prosecute it. Now, it was Assistant Prosecutor John Kelsey's job to finish what Donald Martin had started. Exactly how did Assistant Prosecutor John Kelsey intend on moving forward with a case constructed from a two-and-a-half-year-long investigation that he knew little to nothing about? And how would he convince a jury that a murder even occurred with nobody to perform an autopsy on or physical evidence to prove a cause of death? Those questions and many more will all be answered in the following episodes of Creating a Cannibal. Next time... In episode two, presumed guilty. The Battle Creek Inquirer ran a two-page story slamming John Ortiz Kehoe. The one-sided story with a newspaper's attempt poisoning the minds of potential jurors as a result of several jurors stating that their opinion of John Ortiz Kehoe had been guided by the media's coverage of the case. The 14 jurors selected to hear the case. Only one Hispanic juror made the, the cut. The picture was not an accurate representation of John's appearance. His criminal record was spotless. It was their civic duty to ensure that someone be held accountable for Ms. Larner's death.
Thank you for listening to Creating a Cannibal, an MRI production. Make sure you follow me on social media and check out my blog for a more in-depth look at how I was framed. Creating a Cannibal is a podcast produced under Emeron Productions. Gerardo G. Gonzalez Jr., Robert D. Tab and Lucas Sampson are editorial advisors, Emerald Santos our executive producer and the one who mixed our show. Our theme music are Shot Me Down composed by Audio Binger and Freedom Drops composed by Ari De Niro. Our website is creatingacannibal.wordpress.com. Special thanks to Mr. John Ortiz Kiho for sharing his side of story. Also visit John's blog website where you can see documents from the case, johnortiz-kiho.blogspot.com.